Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support local, mediocre internet show. Sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the executive producer. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Happy game day, fellas. Hi. Lady fellas. Hi. Friends. Hi. Folks. Today is Friday, September 2nd, 2022. 83 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Keanu Reeves. It's episode 1,449. Yes. Did I get that right? You did. Oh, I'm sorry. Graphic. 1,449. You know what tomorrow? You know what Monday's going to be? Ah, Monday is Labor Day. We're not having a show. Oh, God. I hate that that holiday falls in this time of the year. It's I, very interesting. But the thing is, I'm going to be like, somebody asked me, um, hey, like, can you get together on, on, on Monday? Like, no. And I'm like, no. I haven't had Labor Day off in ever. In 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's I have just, to work. We, it's literally just a work from home day. Yeah. Just, yeah. Which, honestly, on office. our Mondays, make it even more of a pain because that's like the Mondays are Mondays are the biggest the largest team collaboration day that we have of the week Monday Monday is the day that we do the most like I'm I'm drained at the end of Monday yes so anyway on today's show folks we're announcing Mr. Texas football player of the week for week one we're going to announce the helpful Honda mailbag Friday no, that's not true. We're going to announce the, the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. I'm really impressed you made it all the way through that before realizing. We, and then we're going to have Helpful Honda Mailback yes. Friday. We're not going to announce it. We are announcing we that are. we're having Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. So if you've got questions Here, about, this is the announcement. If you've got questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, all of the things, uh, get into the comments on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, or you can tweet at Ashley underscore Pickle 12. Yeah, sure. And we will uh, answer your questions going up until about 12.45, at which point I need to go take a nap because it's going to be a long night for both of us, Pickle. And I have a meeting. Uh-huh. That's gross. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Christo Fire 100, Mike Paris, Tony Blaylock, and Coach Terry Crawford. Welcome Big game tonight. in, fellas. Yeah, he said game day with a rain emoji. Big game tonight against Fourth Covenant Classical for those avid Panthers. Yes, it is kind of icky outside. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. Are we will, willing to christen the avid Panthers as the official six man team of Texas football today? I mean. Unless someone else, like, people are going to be upset about that, but it's kind of like we said with people in our office knocking on the window yesterday. If you're up. knocking on the window, we're going to shout you out. Just if you're not, up. 
It's not my fault. Hold up. We're going to take it under advisement, but we're considering making the Abbott Panthers the official six-man team of Texas football today. I'm here for it. So, anyway. Until someone else steps in. All right, Pickle. Let's take care of this. Dave Campbell's Texas Football and the Tax Act. Texas Bowl, our proud team up this year to uh, honor the finest player in Texas high school football with the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Um, each week, the Texas football staff nominates 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you. Voting is at TexasFootball.com all day, uh, all week, I should say. Uh, and it all leads up to this moment here at, uh, at noon 05 on Friday. Yeah. Your week one, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... Comanche wide receiver and defensive back Miguel Martinez, who had five catches for 127 yards and a touchdown receiving, plus three tackles and two interceptions in Comanche's big opening week win over Brady. Congratulations to all the nominees. Katie Cinco, ranch wide receiver Noah Abood. Timpson, quarterback and defensive back Terry Bussey. Taft, quarterback J.J. Acosta. Carrollton Newman-Smith, wide receiver and defensive back Demonte Green. Waco La Vega, running back Bryson Rowland. San Saba, athlete Tyler Johnson. Tenahaw quarterback to Tyree and Papu Moore, uh, Mineral Wells running back Jose Garcia, and San Antonio Johnson's quarterback Ty Hawkins. But a very special congratulations to the Week One Mister Texas Football Player of the Week, Miguel Martinez from Comanche High School. Well deserved, young man. Let me now find my thing about our friends at Dairy Max. Can I find that? I wish. I need a Dairy Max sponsor. You do. I I am built by chocolate. You milk. are built by chocolate milk. Dairy Max and Dave Campbell's Texas football proud team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all adds up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Without further ado, your week one Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is... Burke Burnett offensive coordinator Bo Boyd as the as Burke Burnett had a fantastic week one win uh, as paced by quarterback Hunter McCall's 352 yards and six touchdowns through the air. The Bulldogs rang up 608 total yards in their 62-34 win over Bridgeport. Congratulations to all the nominees. Sheldon C.E. King offensive coordinator Aaron Kesey, El Paso Del Valle defensive coordinator Kevin Butler, and Hitchcock defensive coordinator Gino Gutierrez. But a very special congratulations to the week one. Derry Max built by Chocolate Milk assistant coach of the week. It is Burke Burnett, offensive coordinator, Bo Boyd. That's Congratulations. a lot of bees. Congratulations, coach. Yes, that, that <laughs> is a lot of bees. All right. Now, let's take care of a little bit of business, pay a few bills before we get to helpful, or before we get to helpful Honda Mailback Friday. So if you got questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, get them in on the comments right now. We're going to get going here on uh, Mailback Friday here in just a moment, but that's after I tell you about our friends at Dairy Mac. Nope, athletes. friends at Athletes to Athletes. <laughs> every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics, location, coaching style, financial aid? There's so many different factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of just on-field performance. That's where our friends at Athletes to Athletes have come in to put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be got checklists it got do's and don'ts key strategies it's a 22 page guide that covers everything you and your family need to know as you walk through your recruiting journey and 
for a limited time only, exclusive to Texas Football Today listeners. Athletes, athletes, just giving you this guide, just giving it to you for free, like just because you're you, because they like you. Yep. Go to athletes2athletes.com slash Dave Campbell today to uh, for the free college recruiting guide. That's athletes, T-O, athletes.com slash Dave Campbell or scan the QR code. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. There you go. Thanks for our friends at VCR now. All right, Pickle. It's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Honda. Stop by your Helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. If you've got questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, pointing at the camera, trying to square it up, get your comments out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Comments. Comments. We get want your all your in. comments. Oh. 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 You got okay. a comment. We've got a few different things. <laughs> I started saying in fancy, in fancy um, uh, accents. Shout out to my beloved Sydney Swans. Ah, yes, I saw that. You see this? Dubs. The Sydney Swans Dubs are they're in the playoffs right now, and they made it to what I believe it's called. They call it the prelim final. Mm-hmm. The prelim final. Um, Dubs. We're taking they Dubs. They got a big win over defending state champs Melbourne last mm-hmm. night. Seems big. Melbourne's um, a big city. Melbourne is the, the – they were defending premier champs. So they Ooh. knocked them. They, they beat them, and now they're into what I, I – it's the semifinals. Okay. If they win this next game, they're in the grand final, which oh. is the Super Bowl. So they're in the, Big they're, Swan in the energy. they're in the NFC Championship game is what they are. Go Swans. Go Bloods. Swans. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about what happened last night because mm-hmm. I want to talk a lot about where you were. You yes. and Ish went out to Wichita Falls mm-hmm. and you survived. We did. You survived a car ride with Ish, which is a lot harder than you would think. Correct. Um, Wichita Falls Hershey gets an overtime win over Brock. Uh, thrilling is it fair to say you came away impressed with both teams yes i so it's funny because i know you made the joke on tep and step you were like oh oh, winless brock team you know like joking around because it's funny to talk about that well now they're for the first time in program history they're zero and two um and they've got a tough road ahead but both of those teams are very very good teams brock has nothing to worry about. You got to think. Last week they played uh, Pleasant Grove. That's a classification bump up. They're punching up. They did it again with Hershey. They're going to do it again with Wimberley. Um, this team is a different style Brock team than what I think you're typically used to seeing. Uh, it was a lot of previously a lot of ground and pound. Um, 
they actually they have weapons that can catch it on the outside. They kind of spread their offense out a little bit more. Their quarterback is very, very shifty. He's a small guy, but, man, he finds the holes. And the thing about Brock, and it's always been this way, but the most deceiving thing about Brock is that their defensive line looks like a line of really – like good sized corners and linebackers, mm-hmm. but they are so quick off the draw that they can absolutely put pressure on in the backfield, and that is something that they'll absolutely be able to use to their advantage. Because we talked about it before then of Hershey having a lot of size up front. How are they gonna? Were they just kind of gonna get beaten down? And um, no, Hershey. I mean, they have the guy in their running back. Let me look this up again because there's two. There were two yeah. unbelievable recruits. Amarion Peterson. Amarion Peterson's incredible. Yeah, the the USC commit, he had three different touchdowns last night. He had the touchdown in overtime um, to put them up in the 37-30. to He is outstanding. And then there was Jamarion Carroll, who was the wide receiver who was committed to SMU, um, who is outstanding. So, I mean, they – both of them – unbelievable players. But both of those teams looked exceptional last night. Yeah, and and we were talking about this to – Peel back the curtain entirely. We were talking about this before we came on the air about how there's a chance. So Brock plays another state-ranked 4A Division II team next week mm-hmm. when they play Wimberley. And then they play Gunner, the number one team in 3A Division II. Now, now Gunner hasn't played a snap. We don't know what we're getting, but at the same time, we're pretty good. They're gonna, we're pretty sure they're going to be pretty good. Right. Right? So there is a realistic chance that Brock is 0-4. And, and they would be the best 0-4 team in the state, and, and like, I feel comfortable saying right, that. Right, and the other thing is, that, like, for Brock— one of the challenges for us doing rankings mm-hmm. is like, what do you do with them? Because yeah. like you can't, like I hate to say, it, you can't have an 0 and 14 rank. No, absolutely that's, not. That's just that's not that's not realistic. It's not. It doesn't pass the the, the smell test. Mm-hmm. So that's a challenge we have to come up with is what to do with a team like Brock. And there's a couple of teams like that. Uh, there's a couple of teams that have super hard schedules that they're punching up consistently mm-hmm. that could get an ugly record that we don't want to bury too much. So it's interesting. Other thing, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say real fast, the other thing to keep in mind, we were talking to a lot of the Brock uh, fans that, that we had known, and, and especially shout out, we saw uh, our photographer Tommy Hayes out there last night, mm-hmm. and everyone's consensus was after watching that game, they were like, PG is insanely good this year like they're I mean obviously consistent but they were like we didn't realize like obviously Hershey was a fantastic team but they're like we didn't realize the level that PG is playing at already when they played them in week Mm -hmm. one Um, so there's some there's something to keep your eye on yeah because Um, Brock fans recognize good football (laughs) they do yeah I think I think both I think they've played two really good teams Mm -hmm. that's that's one thing to that I think is is fine um, okay, elsewhere last night, I want to make sure I, I, I mentioned. So, Mart beat Marlin 41-6. to mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's really hard to parse this. Marlin's now 0-2, mm-hmm. and they've been without with Darian Gillette. With losses. Uh, they, they now have a loss to Crockett, who I just think they're, they, they should be better than. Yes. Now, Crockett, I think, is better than they've been in past years, but mm-hmm. like I do think they should be better than and then they have an ugly, ugly 35-point loss to a team that is smaller than them. Now, it's Mart, and Mart is the number three team in or two team, I think, in 2A Division two. Mm-hmm. So Mart's pretty good, obviously. Right. But there are some, there are some alarm bells going off for me on, yeah. on Marlin. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm I just, concerned. yeah, without, I just assumed, they had, obviously, Darian Gillette was the biggest player that they had. He, he moved important. away whatever but they had they had well yeah he moved away too where did he end up he's not at marlin anymore um but they they had other weapons 
And to see the glaring, I guess, like amount that they've lost by is the scariest part. Yes. I, that's the thing is the margins are, are a little mm-hmm. ugly. Dangerfield beat Tatum last night. Tatum's another good 0-2 team. Mm-hmm. Um and and could be owned six. I was kind of counting out on Twitter right. about how they 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 went to quadruple overtime with a four A team in week one. Mm-hmm. They lose to state ranked Dangerfield. They get four A Pittsburgh, state ranked West Rusk, four A Lumberton, and then they open district with Gladewater. Cool. They could be like the best zero and six team. In <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but Dangerfield's Holy. very good. Congratulations to Alvin Iowa Colony. They got their yeah. first ever win last night with a win over Houston Kip Sunnyside. Uh, we also got a question answered, which we'll get the second half of that question answered tonight. Is that Crosby. Yes. Crosby's Crosby, big bounce back. Yeah. Big bounce back win over Fort Penn Marshall. Um, that's a great win and a good retrenching win for them. Man, all that did for me was see mm-hmm. King. We're going to get every question that we have answered tonight against Allen because mm-hmm. that to me just says see King is a murder machine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very, I was already intrigued uh-huh. by, by uh, the sea King. We're again. locked in. But like it would have been even more, it, like if 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 Crosby had gone out there and gotten drilled by Fort Penn Marshall, and it's like ah maybe Crosby's, Crosby's just down. year. Yeah. They're just down this year. So, but yes, that's very big. Interesting that. um, oh, uh, Austin Anderson. Austin Anderson taking down Rouse. Beat Lander Rouse. Apparently, Mason Short was out in the second half second of this game. Half, yeah. But congratulations, Austin Anderson two, two and zero, and, and Lander Rouse zero oh two. That's the Fighting oh. LPs, by the yeah. way. Oh, I didn't know that. Anderson, yeah. Shout out, shout out Trojans. Um, San Antonio Taft got a win over a 5A Division II team in, in San Antonio Veterans Memorial. Taft is 2-0. Keep an eye on them. I'm very interested in them in 29-6A. Fullshear beat Fort Bend Clements 77-18. Fullshear has scored cool. 151 points in two games. Okay, Cadetti. Like, 151 Lord. points in two games. Goodness gracious. Um... Spring Westfield beat Fort Bend uh, or Fort Bend High Tower fifty-one to twenty-two. They knocked the socks off of them. Do I tweeted this? Do not be fooled by that. Westfield's up thirty to nothing at halftime. They're fifty-one to seven in like the third quarter. Mm-hmm. They have been a killing machine the mm-hmm. first two weeks. Westfield's very impressive. Um, Oh, uh, West Orange Starks and LCM lived up to yes. the hype. Yes, 38-32. West Orange Stark gets the win. Uh, score late with an offensive big man touchdown. They, yeah, they the O-lineman. To an offensive lineman, and he scored. Uh, and then they hold on for the win, 38-32. Great win for uh, for West Orange Stark. Hiawatha Hickman, 2-0. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, great win there in the Orange Bulls. Matt Stepp was there. Uh, and, yeah, that's about it from across the state, I believe, unless yeah. I missed something. Um, oh, congratulations to a Commerce. a Commerce got their first Division One win, win as a Division One program. They beat Lincoln that? last night. So, big win for them. Congratulations to them. Let's get some questions, Pickle. We can go until about 1240. Do we have any questions about sports or anything? <laughs> sports. That's what we do here, sports. Um, what team or teams – are on the hot seat if they lose tonight. The examples given were mm-hmm. El Campo, Refugio, Shiner. So we'll take those three. Out of those three, El Campo would be the one that I would be more concerned about than the other two. So El Campo right, plays well, Miller Refurio. tonight, Corpus Christi Miller. Yeah. Now it's a 5A. It's a 5A D1. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And it's a good 5A D1. It's a regional contender 5A D1. So I don't know if I necessarily would throw dirt on them if they were to lose. I'll tell you... So, Shiner, to me, has the most winnable game. They're playing Vanderbilt Industrial, but that's a 3A. Mm-hmm. And and so, and that's always, and, and Vanderbilt always plays them very tough. Mm-hmm. Industrial plays There's them very tough. They're hard hitting, man. They just wear here's, you down. Here's the team that I would throw up 
some red flags on if they were 0-2 of those three, and it would be Refurio. So Refurio looked bad against Hitchcock yes. last week. They looked bad. I'm still, I still think that that's my darling this year. But yes. they're playing Corpus Christi London tonight. London was good last it's year. Three, it's a good team. They're they're one and zero. They they they're they're, you know they're, there's a three A team. I need to see some offensive improvement from Refurio, mm-hmm. because everything I've heard is that the offense is a, is an issue, and if they're not going to iron that thing out. Now look, they've got time. They don't mm-hmm. play. They do not play until uh, they got two more non district games after this, including next week at Edna, which is mm-hmm. ooh. yeah. Um, and then they've got, and then they don't play Shiner until after their bye week in week nine. And they should finish one and two in the like. They'll finish one and two in district yeah. because all due respect, I mean, Three Rivers is a good team, Canado's a good team, but like, I think they're gonna finish. Three one Rivers two. beat someone important last week. I can't remember. Three who that Rivers was. beat uh, Fall City. Oh yeah, yeah. Fall City's down bad. Yeah. Um. So for me, I want to look at how the game plays out. But if Refurio's zero and two, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be digging in, and I'm gonna be a little mm-hmm. concerned about them. What's next, Pickle? Um, let's go with... For some reason, I was sure I guess it was... Uh, Tepper said that KD is 83-2 and two at home since 2004. Who are the only two losses to? Great question. Um, boy, howdy. I would need to look that up. I believe Tompkins Have they is lost in the state championship? Is this no, regular no, at season? At home. At home. At home. Two. Ah. Um, I need to go look that up. Um, but so I don't know that offhand, but you I should know, tweet that out later. I will. When I find it, I'll tweet it out. There you go. Um, cause we're going to have a reporter at that game, uh, there. I believe our friend Shelby Coppage mm-hmm. is going to be there. Yeah. It's a six o'clock kick tonight, which by the way, six o'clock kick on Texan live. It's the only six o'clock kick tonight. So you have no reason not to oh, tune in. That's easy. Yeah. That's easy. Um, yeah. So I need to look that up. Uh, and figure out exactly what the, which one that is. And and the weird thing is, remember, because they play so many KD teams, that it's possible that they have lost more games at Legacy Stadium. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, like they're the road team against KD Taylor. I'm making that up, yeah. right? But I do know that it's a home team. They're 83-2 and two in their last uh, 85 games. I've so called a game at Legacy. I would need to look that up. What's next, Mademoiselle Pickle? Um, Let's go. Let's stay in the Houston area here. How about your thoughts on Northbrook and Alding? Um, the chance... To end two insanely long losing streaks, and a dub is a dub. I don't know who asked this, but I have a feeling it's a certain sicko. Uh huh. It is. Um, <laughs> a sicko in which we love. <laughs> so Northbrook and and um, and Aldean play, and I think it's a Saturday game. Um, I want to say it's a Saturday game. Uh, I can look that up real quick. That game is. We Saturday. might have it on Texas. It's Live. Saturday. Okay. So if you're interested in why they're asking this, Aldine presently has the states that's tied for the fourth longest losing streak in the state. Aldine's lost 20, 25 straight. They've lost 25 straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Northbrook has lost 42 straight. Mm-hmm. They have the longest losing streak in the state right now. Remember, we lost a ton of them uh, last week uh, or uh, last year. Boys Ranch won yep. um, a few different games. And then a bunch. we had a bunch of 20-game losing streaks and last week, including um, San Angelo TLC, uh, Howe, things like that. So this game's going to be ugly. Um, but someone but breaks someone the streak. <laughs> and someone will win. I believe it's going to be Northbrook. I have been okay. on 
I've been on the Northbrook bandwagon. I made it my hipster pick last week. Um, that okay. their game because I thought they had a great shot of beating uh, Baytown Sterling. They so in they fact do. did not. They lost twenty-seven to nothing. Oh. But I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna ride or die <laughs> with Northbrook. Okay, I'm gonna ride or die with Northbrook. Go I out think there they, and I think do they something. get the win uh, in a game that is gonna be like because let's see, Aldine lost last week forty-nine nothing to Alvin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this game's gonna Who? be something like fourteen to. 10. Who would take over? Who's second longest losing streak? Who would take question. over if at Northbrook that point? Were to, if Northbrook were to win, it would be Houston Wisdom, who's lost 33 straight. Okay. They lost 33 straight. And then Man, San so they're, they're ahead in the losing streak by yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, but we don't – the thing is we don't, we don't have right now – we don't have a super ugly one. To right. me, when it gets to uh, – I mean, Northbrook's pretty ugly. 40, Boys Ranch 42. was at like what, like 70-something? Boys Ranch was at 49. 40, oh, they were 49. Okay. The one that was that. really bad a few years ago was um, – we saw El Paso Socorro. Um, yes. El Paso Socorro was ugly. Houston Scarborough was really ugly. Maybe that's what we need. We just need you at the Northbrook game, and then, and then they'll, they'll and win. Then, and then Fort Worth Diamond Hill Jarvis um, was really ugly as well. Uh, Fort Worth Diamond Hill Jarvis went, lost 77 in a row. And when they won, we made a big deal about it on the show. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. These are the games that I like. I like because that is a that's a feather in the cap of these programs, and they get an opportunity to celebrate when they haven't been able to do it in like four years. Oh yeah. So, um, I, 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 I'm going with the Raiders. I think Northbrook breaks the streak. On Let's Saturday. go. There you go. What's next? Um, how about? I'll be happy for Alding if they win too. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, <laughs> um, your take on China Spring and Melissa. This one is tasty. Yeah, it's one that is kind of flying under the radar. I think because both of them had big games last week, yes. and it's like, oh, you guys are you guys are doing it again. Why not? Why don't we keep this thing going? So China Spring obviously looked exceptional last week. Yes, um, with uh, Cash McCollum back at the at the helm and stuff like that. Melissa took it on the chin against Argyle, mm-hmm. and which we warned you, a mm-hmm. vengeful Todd Rogers is dangerous. Right. <laughs> uh, that that's not necessarily a surprise to me. For me. One of the things that I, I I need to see from from Melissa is they started off super hot. They scored 18 points in the first quarter, and then they petered out. Yep. And they just couldn't. They couldn't. They they uh they threw four interceptions. They were sloppy with the ball. They've got to take care of the football. Trevor Ham is the new quarterback. He's got to take care of the football against the China Spring that will pounce on him. Mm-hmm. I actually the computer likes Melissa, but I like China Spring. Yeah, I do too. Um, I like China Spring. Is it because game. of the classification? Difference? I think that's part of it. Because it's what um, the computer also just still likes Melissa. The computer is not going. The computer doesn't like to go crazy over one result, yeah. and so they've still got Melissa ninth in five A division uh, division two. two. So, um, interested in this one. I think China Spring gets the win. Um, but a, another good measuring stick, and Melissa would be another team that would be a good zero and two team if they were to lose this game. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I I still think they're. They're the second place team in that district behind Lovejoy. So, yeah. All right. What's next, Pickle? Um, thoughts on the Gobblers, who, if you'll remember, they took the. I mean, they just beat El Campo pretty bad. Uh, Forty-three. The Gobblers. The Gobblers. I'm unfamiliar. Never heard of them. Uh, I think it's Curo. Cuero. I'm aware. <laughs> uh, yes. They're playing Geronimo uh, Navarro. Obviously, we talked with Jared Fikach on Monday. Um, impressive. They're they're playing Navarro. I think I've got some red flags about Navarro. Yeah, the, I think the computer they got, has they them got, by 34. <laughs> they got drilled by Navasota last week. Mm-hmm. I've got some concerns, but the slot T is the devil, so you never know. Um, but El, uh, but but Cuero, 
looks the part. Now, now I don't know. That's the funny thing about week two. Quero looked like they were right here. Yep. Like, this is the positive side. <laughs> and Navarro looked like they were right here. Mm-hmm. I don't think Quero is this good. Mm-hmm. I don't think Navarro is this bad. So how close where are we? That, yep. Right? That's for me is is the issue. So we'll find out a lot more. But if Cuero goes out there and they drill Navarro again, then it's like, all right, I see you. I'm we I'm I'm high on, on the gobblers. I was very impressed with Mason Nataro, their quarterback. And obviously got Tyson Williams. They've got playmakers. Um they are and their defense really showed up against an El Campo team that that, you know, obviously has weapons. So intrigued by this there's also like i don't know when you play the slot t it's like a lot of it is just a a, it it's a referendum on how well you defend the slot t it's not a referendum on how good you are you know what i mean defensively Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't be a surprise if they gave up 21 points to navarro or something like that but just because the slot t is the devil but um interested in this and then they've got yokum next week and then they got cal allen and then they've got Beville Jones before they get into district play. So we'll know a lot about them. But I think the uh, I'm I am I have one foot on the Cuero bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I have one foot. If they if they go out there and they take care of business against Navarro, give me the conductor's hat. So what's next, pickle? I need a conductor's hat for like when I hop on the train. Just like choo choo, be fun. No. Um, expectations for Bernie Champion versus Eagle Pass. Let's head down south. Do I have this right? Was Champion the team that... No. Who's the, the other team that did not have a great week one? It was not Bernie Champion. They went and they beat Laredo United South, but it was an, a bit of an ugly affair. Man, you want to talk about a team that graduated a ton, though? Yeah, Bernie That's Champion Bernie got Champion. hammered by, by graduation. Um, now, Eagle Pass beat Win last week. Eagle Pass is a lot better than Wynn. Uh They are the dominant force in, in Eagle Pass right now. Uh, but this is a really interesting matchup here because, you know... For Bernie, that's a long trip to Eagle Pass. Yes, it is. It's a long trip. Um, And Champion, their offense was a little bit fits and starts last week. Can they kind of get, because they're working so many new pieces, can they find their way uh, offensively? Um, I think I like Eagle Pass in this one. Um, remember, this is a six A over a five A, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, I like uh, I think I like Eagle Pass in this one, uh, but I don't necessarily throw dirt on 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 Bernie Champion. I think we'll find out a lot more about them. It's funny because like I don't know, they're playing two six A's and a four A in non district, right? So it's like well. it's like we don't really have a team like in their weight class mm-hmm. before they get into district play, in which I think they're going to play the three. You know, I think they're going to play the four toughest teams in their district right out of the chute. Yep. Their schedule, they play Canyon, New Braunfels Canyon, then they play Buda Hayes, then they play Seguin, then they play Wagner, then they play Smithson Valley. So they yeah. play the five toughest teams right off the bat. It, right out of the bat. Right out the right out of the gate on their on their district schedule. Which that's so. just hard back to back to back to back. Like yes. oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah. just wears well, on you more than anything. Well, and you'll also just have like because those last two games, in my opinion, I think they're gonna be pretty big favorites over Kyle Lehman and mm-hmm. San Antonio MacArthur, right? So they should be able to do that. And so so you got to do all the work up front, and then don't screw the pooch on the back end. Right? Do you know what I mean? Don't screw the pooch on um, on, on in those two games against the, the teams you should beat. So um, we'll find out a lot about Champion tonight. I would if they go to Eagle Pass and get a win over a six A team, over a decent six A team, that would really impress me. Yeah. Uh, but I think that Eagle, especially Pass on the road for that long, yeah, that says a lot. But I think Eagle Pass got to be your favorite. What's next? Um, I believe this was Ish's upset watch but uh midland legacy and amarillo tascosa yes. that's tasty 
50 out there. So, uh, so this is on the upset watch. We've got uh, on TexasFootball.com. We've got our free our three games that we think um, are going to um, that have an opportunity to to be upsets according to the computer. So, Legacy is a 10 point favorite in this game. Um, this is a long trip for Legacy. Uh, that this is at a neutral site. They're playing at West Texas A and M, but. This game, but that's twenty minutes for Amarillo or for uh, for Tascosa, and it's um, four hours or whatever for, <laughs> yeah, for Legacy. Very neutral, right? Neutral. Um, Tascosa beat um, Palo Duro last week, mm-hmm. but Avion Carter left that game. Um, the offense really started to open up. They're actually throwing the ball a fair bit. Yeah, um, in that game, which is not like them. Legacy looked terrific in Week One over yes. over uh, Amarillo. And I think that they're your deserving favorites. One of the questions I wonder is, can the Tascosa defense keep up with this high-powered legacy offense? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Can they make consistent stops, especially without if Avion Carter doesn't play? Uh, that's my big question. Now, uh, Issues a Believer, he put in the upset watch, um, or at least it's upset watch. Keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. But I do like legacy in that game, going on the road and getting a win. What's next, Pickle? Um... They said Cinco Ranch and Tompkins, but Tompkins is playing Bridgeland, which regardless, let's talk about that game because that's a really good game. We have that one on Texan Live as well. I was going to say, I thought Uh, Cinco Ranch played last night. Yeah. Okay. Tompkins and Bridgeland. Uh, um, yeah, Bridgeland looked great last. Yeah, week. they did. Yeah, the the uh, the first uh, the first game without um uh, Connor w- without Wigman. Connor Wigman. Yeah, Hudson Pollard looked really good. Looked pretty good. Um, now the offense was not nearly as explosive. Part of that side no. fair kind of kind of put you in a phone booth. Yeah. Um, they're known to do that. Yeah, but uh, they 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 got the they got the plays they needed um to to win that game. Um. The defense looked good going up against a Tompkins team that I think is going to be able to test them more defensively this week. Mm-hmm. The Tompkins team that Cy Fair, we kind of know what they're about. They're going to line it up and they're, they're going to run it and mm-hmm. then they're going to run play action. Um, you know, for, for, for Tompkins, they're a little bit more multiple. They're going to do a, a few more things. Um, I like Tompkins in this one. Uh, they look good against Cy Ranch. I thought that was a really impressive win they were able to put together last week. I like Tompkins in this one. I think they're going to, I just don't know if this Bridgeland offense is going to be able to keep up. Right. My question. Now, you know how much of that is what Cypher Cypher putting in the phone booth, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll find out. We'll find out. But I do like Tompkins in this one. But it should be fun. And then, by the way, Tompkins. You know who they play next week? Mm-hmm. Katie. Yum. Um, so that's that's a district title game next week. Yo, yeah, yeah. In week three. What's next? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Peyto will have something to say about it, and and yeah. and maybe a team like. Katie Taylor or like Cinco Ranch will have something to say about it, but I think next week Katie and Tompkins is the district championship game. Cinco Ranches look pretty impressive. Cinco Ranch, even uh, I mean, well, they lost last night. Oh, did they last night? Mm, yeah. I didn't get to see that game last no, night. They, yeah, they uh, they lost. They look good in week one. I mean, Klein Oak, Klein uh, Oak. That's they lost a bad loss. Forty to thirty-five. They should have won that game. Yeah. So, anyway, Offense is looking good though. Take it back. Um, highly underrated game. We've, I think we've mentioned both of these teams, but I love the matchup of Edna and Bay City. Yeah. That t- is tasty. We talked about it on Tap and Step, um, our premium high school football podcast. Um, so Bay City is the fastest rising team in our computer rankings. Mm-hmm. They dropped Sweeney into an active volcano last week. <laughs> 68 to nothing. Just, just hammered them. Um, Edna is a team that we've got real I think they're a real sleeper in 3A Division 1. Um 
and they are they looked excellent against East Bernard last week. Mm. Now East Bernard, we've heard maybe it might be a tough year for uh, for uh, the Bramas, uh, Coach Wade Bossy. They but they clobbered them. Defense looked fantastic. This is a game where it's a full classification difference. It's two divisions, okay? Edna's a four, three A Division one team. Bay City's a four A Division one team. Bay City's got an enrollment of a, of like nine seventy seven. They've got an enrollment like triple of of Edna's. If Edna can hang, I don't even need him to win. Mm-hmm. If Edna can hang, then like Edna let's is looking like a start paying at attention that point. to Edna. Because that's be a really impressive result for them. And then, by the way, they get Refurio and Sent in the next two weeks. So we'll find out a lot about them over the next couple of weeks. But so far, so good for Jimmy Mitchell's Cowboys. I well, in that region, I think you have to go with Bay City. They're the they're just so much bigger, bigger than them. Yeah. But if the, Edna, like I said, if Edna if, if Edna makes this a one score game, that's region that'd be four huge. in three division one is wide open. I totally in agree. my mind, like I don't. Totally I don't agree. think that there's a fa- Lana Yeljax. I don't think that there's like a favorite. Um, but Edna, in my mind, if they can hang with them, that solidifies them as they should be at least the favorite, if well, not the and second. That's the thing. So, so, so you mentioned Region Four, and you you jokingly referred to Lano. Mm-hmm. Nobody takes them seriously. But I'm kidding. Coach Listen, Green. <laughs> Green. Um, we'll find out who's Lano got this week. Do you know? Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Darn it. Yeah, which um, is one major punch up and two. Heated rivalry. Do you have any more thoughts? No, not that I can publicly air. Um, <laughs> so Edna plays Bay City. Lano plays Burnett, a team much bigger than them in a rivalry game. A I think bigger. I think Lano's better than Burnett, pound for pound, but they're going to be but punching up so much. I will be obnoxious and then, if and then, Lano and then beats And the other team in that in that conversation is, is Industrial, who plays. Uh, Shiner this yeah. week. Yeah, and they got—I right? mean—they got rid of Lago, so yeah. that's so that's one gone. out. Yeah. The, that's the a, defending the defending regional champs, champs gone. Yep. I think we'll have a better feel for Region Four of Three A Division One mm-hmm. after this week. Yep. Because then all three of these teams are getting different kinds of tests, mm-hmm. and we'll have a decent data set on all three of them. They're all three one and zero, I believe, to start the year, and so we'll have a much better feel for Three A Division One Region, region four, four after. Tonight, um, and it's funny because someone actually did ask earlier: Can Lago Vista survive in uh, 4A? Which, like we I said, they, they were in the same district as Lano moved up last year. I, I think they can survive. I'm not now. Now you know, week one didn't go great, but they played Yo, but they did give up 71 points to Cameron Yo. Yeah, and that to 3A. They graduated they a, a heavy class. They get Academy this week. Um, that's bad news. Bears. Same district, same district. That district of doom yeah. there in Central Texas. The bumblebees go are... win this game, uh, Lago. Mm-hmm. Go win this game against Academy. Um, because then, we'll then they talk. still got Lagrange and Smithville on the schedule, and they get into district, and they still got Wimberley. And I was gonna say that who knows what Navarro is like. Yeah, that region for that, like they they got taken out of a very winnable region and put into a hellscape of a region. They did. Yeah, region four, four division two is uh, pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. All right, let's do two more. Um, let's go with, oh, uh, this is a big one that we've skipped over. Mount Vernon and Gladewater. I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, so Gladewater. Do we, have, do we have Gladewater ranked? Uh, not anymore. No. Uh, okay. Or no, that we don't. Um, I think they were, they were right on the outside of the top 10, 10 I believe. And then, say, they, yeah. and then they lost to Dangerfield by a point. Point, yeah. Um, and so they kind of, you know. They're still in the in in the range, and if they were to beat Mount Vernon, they'd certainly get consideration. Do you know what their non-district schedule is? 
Johnny Louvier is a mad lad, okay? okay? Open with Dangerfield, Mount Vernon tonight. Then they play Longview Spring Hill. Now, Longview Spring Hill, they're better than, but that's a 4A, mm-hmm. right? 4A team. Then Mal- at Malakoff, and then home to Gunner. Good God. That is... That's the... That might be the toughest nine-district schedule in America. <laughs> it's so tough. Um, and then they get Tatum right out of the gates in, in uh, district play. Okay, so all that's to say, Mount Vernon's your favorite. Mount Vernon looked excellent, looked classic Mount Vernon last week yes. against against Quinlan Ford, 48-28. The offense was operating. They're a lot better than Quinlan Ford. It is a 4A team, but they're a lot better than them. They beat them by 20. They hung 48 on them. Um, the offense, uh, they got that quarterback back, Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. I need to know his name. Um, you're you're gonna have to bear with me while I look up the Mount Vernon quarterback's name. It is Braden Braden Bennett. Braden Bennett. He's really good. And then Mackenzie McGill, the running back. Mm-hmm. The offense looked great. Defense, we'll figure it out. Was that a one week fluke? I also don't know how the game played out. It might have been forty eight nothing, and then they gave up. I also think this is a team time. that consistently relies on their offense. But Glade for sure. Gladewater is going to be a different team, and that they're going to try to outmuscle you mm-hmm. this is also a much superior defense that they're going to face this week than they faced last week that is what interests me about this one what does mount vernon look like when they face legit defensive pushback um which they'll get from gladewater can gladewater get that offense going uh that's another question dangerfield's got a good good defense but can they get that offense going i like mount vernon uh, especially at home i think they get the win i like mount vernon and finally, do we have an ender? Yeah, let's talk about a team that, again, we're, I think we'll get a lot of questions answered tonight. Uh, Jim Ned taking on Holiday. Jim Ned... Jim Ned might be one of those only two teams. Yeah, I mean... My, initial, my, my, uh, my gut reaction, and this is... I'll be honest, I haven't done a ton of studying up on this game. Um, my initial reaction is that Holiday's got to be the favorite in that one. Yeah, by three, according to the computer. Um, I... Again, you don't want to overreact to one mm-hmm. result. But getting stomped by Holly, a two A team, is re- now Holly. I think is I think Holly is. I think a Holly's really bona fide good. contender. But I think Holly's really good. They lose by twenty three. You can't be considered a, a bona fide contender in three A and then lose Not to early. a two A team. They got to bounce back, and I think that I think they've got an opportunity to. Holiday uh, looked good against Iowa Park last week, mm-hmm. but they are, in my opinion, better than Iowa Park. Mm-hmm. Here's a better measuring stick for them. Um, the early ret- these are two teams that are going in different directions. They can certainly change their trajectory right now and mm-hmm. figure things out. But I also think I also think that this is a Jim Ned team that is maybe trying to find their identity. Yeah. Because remember, Xavier Wishart was such a huge part of their team in 2020 and 2021. He's gone. What do they look like now? Can right. they find the offensive firepower? So yeah, I will be paying close attention to this game. Holiday well, it doesn't get any easier because then they have Wall the next week after that. They've got Rockdale coming up, Eastland coming up. I mean, there it's it's not a light schedule. No. For, so it's kind of like you need to figure this out no. now. Now, Jim, now I think now right now I'd still say Jim Ned's the favorite in that in that district. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I would like to see them get the wheels on sooner as opposed to later. Mm-hmm. Because last week, last week was ugly. It was. Last week was not was not pretty. All right, it's gonna do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us, it's football people. Oh god, follow us on Twitter at DCT up like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. A reminder: we are off on Monday to celebrate unions. Uh, for Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you on Valley Sports Southwest tonight, seven o'clock, and then we'll see you Tuesday on Texas Football Today. 